time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to the Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen Podcast. My name is Casey. It's so good to be back with you guys today. Today is February 6, 2024, already through January 2024 is blowing by. We have something hopefully good coming up at the end of the year with the election process. However, you never know these days, all the things that keep coming up and what they're going to try. Uh, but before we get into anything and before I introduce you guys to my guest, um, I want to remind everybody to please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, it helps me out as well as it helps get the information out there. There's a lot of people that believe that what I bring onto my show isn't truth, but I do. And it's up to you. I leave it up to you to decide for yourself. And uh, I think there's so many facts now that it's, you know, you're foolish not to believe a lot of this stuff, but you where to find me um, it will be in the description box below, as well as my guests information and where you can find her information uh, will be in the description box below. Uh, but before I get to her today, I just want to remind everybody about Liberty's Light. Um, for those of you that haven't heard anything about it yet, it's a prison reform coalition that I'm in the process of getting up and running. Um, I encourage you to check it out, you know, uh, go over to libertieslight.org and please um, read the information there. It's we're, I'm partnered with that, the African-American Education Alliance, uh, as far as any donation that you're given, you can have tax credit for. Um, it will go directly to 100% of it goes to the Liberty's Light uh, project. And um, if you're in any way interested, I would appreciate it. You can email me, uh, the Watchman Podcast. It's Watchman with an E, uh, the Watchman Podcast 4 at gmail.com. Uh, but you can go there to that site. It'll it'll direct you right to where you can donate if you're interested in it. Thank you to those of you. I've had quite a few donations that have come in. Very generous. I'm so grateful to you for that, as well as those as well as those of you that have supported me personally um, in regards to all the things that I've had to go through with the J6 stuff, as well as being on currently being on two years probation, as well as in the process of an appeal. Those of you that didn't know that I am appealing uh, our verdict. So that is still going on and that is still upcoming. So there is still a battle there and it is not cheap. Believe me, irregardless of what I keep getting comments on some of my videos that I'm a grifter, that I'm not for free speech. Now those are getting deleted because it's insanity and it's nonsense. And, and it actually helps me to realize when these people do this kind of stuff towards me that now I don't believe anything they say, because now you're accusing me of something that's absolutely not true. And um, anyways, but all that set aside, I want to introduce you guys to somebody that I became aware of sometime, I want to say last year, maybe the year before last, I can't remember, but it was sometime after 2020. Um, I had seen some posts from a, from a friend of mine and uh, on, on Instagram, and it was shared information from a book. And this is the book and I highly recommend everybody go get it. If you can see it there, there. It is. I got this background, so it's goofing up, but it's called the Illuminati Primer. Her name is Veronica Swift. Um, I think basically I'm going to let her discuss, you know, why she decided to write this book. But but I'll get back to the story was I saw these posts from a friend of mine, and it was in regards to some of the things that Jesse Zaboder had said. And I, I, I messaged him and I was like, hey, I know her. I have her on my podcast, you know, quite often. She's been on my podcast numerous times. 
And he's like, really? He said, well, what, some of the stuff that he was somebody that's formerly been in Hollywood. And he said, you know, some of the stuff that she sang are things that I've experienced myself. And I'm like, really? So, you know, it's always interesting to hear the same story from a different person. You know, it just, it, it establishes that firm belief that, you know, it's, it's not possible for one person to make all these things up. Like they say, and uh, anyways, without further ado, I just want to introduce you guys, Veronica Swift. Veronica, how are you today? I'm great, Casey. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to come on. You know, one quick story. I had a funny story last year at the Reveal Report um, event it was, I think, May, <laughs> May of last year. I was there and, you know, I was telling my wife, you know, I really hope that I seen that your book was there and I had known, I guess, Jesse had gotten your book and she was selling it. And I'm like, I wonder if she's here, you know, cause I never seen your face. I never seen anything about you. And so I started going around and there was this, uh, one of Jesse's ministry partners, uh, her name's Stephanie. And I went up to her or these two ladies came up to me and she was one of the ones and I'd never met them. You know, they're just introducing themselves to me. And I looked at her and I joked her or I wasn't joking. I was being serious. And I said, are you Veronica Swift? And she started laughing and she goes, no, I'm not. And I said, are you sure? And I said, she goes, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm sure my name's Stephanie. So we have this inside joke now that I always call her Veronica Swift because that's how I first ever met her. I thought was, I was so convinced that it was her, but now hearing your voice, I can honestly say it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't you. So anyhow, Veronica, thank you so much for coming on. If you don't mind, you know, give us a little, um, information about, you know, what, what got you started into blogging about the system, what even brought about you writing the, um, yeah. uh, Illuminati primer. Well, that's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a long, short story, but, um, to keep it concise, I had noticed, I, I have been in the education field for quite a while and I had noticed a severe tilt towards ideas and concepts that were so far outside of my realm of what I thought would be helpful or honest or, healthy for people, especially for children. And I, um, I'm not a person that lives very much in the popular culture. I don't really follow popular music. It's not something I've ever been terribly interested in. So, and I don't follow the news for the most part either. I'm not a news junkie. I'm not a political kind of a, it, that stuff doesn't really interest me. So I had seen all this coming through work and it concerned me. And I started asking myself the question, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? I don't really understand. It doesn't make any sense. It's counterproductive. Why? Why? And then I started asking my coworkers and, and friends and, um, and everybody seemed to be just like happy to go along with it. And I was not happy to go along with it. And I was not happy what I was seeing. And it seemed very counterproductive. So um, I asked why for a long time. I think it was three total years. And God, I believe, is always faithful to help us if we ask long enough we'll get the answer. And I got the answer, except I didn't realize it was the answer at the time. It was in the form of a series of phone calls over about the course of a year on which I hung up on the individual again and again and again. I hung up because I did not want to hear what they had to say. So, um, so that was a hard, that was a hard shift for me because this, it, it, the answer to the question wasn't anything near what I expected and it wasn't anything that I really wanted to hear at the time. So it took me a long time, a little over a year to kind of grasp that maybe, just maybe what they were saying about the not so good aspects of the people who were in charge, whether that was world leaders or kings or queens or, or political figures or the whole political agenda, 
um, wasn't what it seemed, like what we had been fed wasn't actually the truth. But they gave me enough information. So I finally relented and thought, all right, there's got to be something in this. And then the following, following year, I got injured. And I wound up doing a lot of sitting and a lot of watching of videos, which was has not was not in my normal game plan. It was not something that I had ever done before. I just, there was only so much I could do. There was only so many books I could read. And so I started watching videos that the same individual was passing along to me here, listen to this here, listen to that. And so I started finding out more bits that I really wasn't comfortable with. And then I happened upon one of Jesse's voters videos that she had done early on with Sarah Westall. Um, and Sarah Westall has on a lot of interesting characters. I really like her shows or did in the past. I don't get a chance to watch very many of them anymore. But I, you know, I kind of was going through basically every video that Sarah Westall had produced that entire year. And it was about mid-October, late October of 2020 that I watched this video of Jesse's. It wasn't the first one that she had put out with Sarah Westall. It was kind of in the middle of the series. But I just thought, ah, you know, I'm bored. I'm sitting. There's nothing else I could do. So I'll watch this one. And I, you know, I nearly broke my jaw. It hit the table so many times. And I gasped and I made audible weird noises and it was just astonishing information for me. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was the one where Jesse had talked about the witches battle between Meghan Markle and Beyonce mm-hmm. and how these individuals go about, you know, succession from one grand high priestess to another. And I didn't understand a thing she said. I had no idea what she was talking to me, what she was saying. And I just thought, boy, um, this is weird, but I also had an intense feeling that this was something that I needed to pay attention to, that it was really important, and that this might actually be the answer to the question that I'd been asking for the previous three years, because you don't get a drastic change in society that's towards evil, that moves everyone in kind of a river of human action towards things that are not beneficial unless there's something evil guiding it. And I thought, well, this sounds like this is something evil and it sounds like they have control over us, whether we realize it or not. So that started that started two and a half months of, a little over two and a half months of note-taking. I took notes by hand, I took notes by computer, I scrubbed videos and I, I gathered transcripts and I started searching and I started compiling um, what I now call my database of information that includes not just Jesse's information, but all the associated people that have been apparently talking about this for decades. And none of us, you know, like myself, people like myself, none of us have ever heard about it. And so these are individuals like Kathy O'Brien and Cheryl Beck and Svali and Jeanette Archer. And there's just, I mean, and now the, the more recent individuals like Nathan Reynolds and so many people who have talked about all these things, except the system is so vast that everybody only has a little bit of it. They only understand a little piece of it. They can only talk about their own experiences regarding it because it's so hidden and so shushed you know they don't want anybody to talk about it so so that was the start the start and the realizing that boy I got to understand this and just a real hard internal feeling that I had to follow it and I couldn't do anything else so I might as well just take this little journey so that's how I started wow 
That's incredible. And you know, I have, and I'm sure there's a lot more of us out there that, that have the very same, um, the first episode I ever saw her on, Jesse was on with, gosh, I want to say it was a good dog episode. And it was when she was on there talking very about the same battle that you're talking about. And I remember back in 2020, um, you know, my wife had told me there was a, a the Falca ball series from Janet Ozenbard that was out and, you know, it was on YouTube. This is before they started really, you know, uh, censoring YouTube so much. And anyway, so I start watching this stuff and I start seeing these crisis actors within this. And I just, I couldn't believe all these things. And, you know, it's so crazy. And I was, we were just talking about this before we, we hopped on here, which is like, all this stuff has always been there. It's just, we were never looking for it before. And for whatever reason, you know, the veil's being lifted right now. And, uh, you know, so we're able to start seeing things that were always there because we're looking, whereas before we weren't looking. So, you know, 2020 in, in, in many ways, and I know this is a lot of people's, you know, testimony at this point is it really was so eye-opening for everyone to realize, you know, what's been going on. And I have to, I have to realize, and obviously in my personal opinion, you have to wonder, was it on purpose? Do they really want us to see all these? Cause if they really didn't want us to see it, I mean, we didn't see it for so long or, or is it, or is it God that's revealing, allowing these things to be revealed at this time? So, mm. you know, yeah, I think they overplayed their hand. I think they overplayed their hand. I don't think they, they, you know, I don't think they're little looking glass experiments or whatever they do to, to peer forward into the future, the oracles. I don't think the oracles told them, hey, you know, if you force everybody to stay at home, they're going to get on the internet and they're going to search stuff and they're going to share information and they're not going to be at work being mentally occupied all day long right so if you undistract a bunch of people by locking them down they're going to figure things out i i i don't know i could be wrong but that's my personal belief is that they didn't anticipate it and uh and we're seeing kind of the fruits of that and a lot of people waking up to to over you know varying degrees some people have woken up to the political stuff um and some people haven't woken up to the the whole brotherhood thing but i i don't think that's too far behind at least from what I'm seeing, that's starting to filter into society a little bit, which I think is good. I think it's wonderful. Anytime the truth comes out, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for, for the truth coming out. Tell me this, you know, when you, when you just, when I know the, the book title was Illuminati Primer, but what, what you started blogging and then you did, you at some point decide like, Hey, I'm going to put this in a book format. Mm. So I started blogging on January 9th of 2021, which was about two and a half months before months after I had discovered Jesse's information. And I got to the point where I really didn't understand what I was taking notes on anymore. I'm like, I know this has a structure, but I, my brain is not such that I can listen to videos and like put it together. So I kind of have to write things down or draw it out or create something physical that I can look at. So it makes sense. So I thought, well, I really want to learn how to blog. I want to learn how to do something new on the computer and and so it was kind of a little bit of a challenge more in the sense of the technical blogging than it was the writing. I thought the writing is secondary to me, the putting things together was kind of more for me. And the blogging was, you know, the, 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 the physical, how do I do this on the computer was more important at the time because it kind of seemed daunting to me. The whole WordPress thing was a little bit overwhelming. I jumped into it 
a little bit before, but hadn't had much success at it. So I thought, I'm, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to jump in with both feet again. I'm going to figure this out, how to do this physically so that it looks decent while it's online. And then I thought, well, nobody's going to read what I write anyway, because nobody's ever read what I've written. So I'm, I'm kind of safe in that. I can sort of play around with this. I can write it for myself. I can put it out. If somebody happens to find it, then good. And if nobody happens to find it, that's more of what I expected. And then around about the end of February, beginning of March, I think, um, unbeknownst to me, when you when you cite a source and it's another website of someone else who's written uh, another blog, it, it sends them a notification. I didn't know that it would do that. So I was sending people notifications by citing their work and they started to um, point people in my direction as well. So I didn't realize how that, that's how the, the whole blogging sphere operates, mm -hmm. which was which was interesting and great and then scary because one day like a thousand people in an hour jumped on one of the posts that I had just written. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So much for nobody reading this, right? Um, and so so then kind of the ball started rolling from there. Um, so once I got a number of months into it, I had a friend at that time who sent me a Word document. And basically she had taken all of the blogs that I had done and she'd put them all into a Word document and she divided them up with like section headings and um, kind of chapters. And she sent it to me and she said, this is what I need. I, she said, you need to write a book. And I thought, oh, okay, I need to write a book. All right. So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a person that thinks terribly deeply about these things. I'm like, somebody needs this information, not in the form of blog, but in a book. Okay. They need it. I'll write it. So, so I started writing it and finished it and published it first online in um, April of 2022. And then um, didn't really get that much traction or noticed until about the end of 2022, I want to say. So that was sort of the, the flow for that, which was, it was pretty quick between the, the time first learning about it and then um, having enough information to write a book about it. But you know, the, the real impetus was Fiona Barnett's book. Um, eyes wide open and she had released that book for free on her website and it's on archive.org for free it's all over the place for free at this point and I had gotten that book because I thought I like books I like reading books it's it's enjoyable I learn a lot from this book and I read it and I really couldn't understand what she was talking about because it was so far over my head it was like advanced in terms of where my beginner brain was and I thought to myself I don't know, a lot of people have got to be in the same position I'm in, that we need like a kindergarten, first grade book, we need an introductory book, we need, you know, something that really spells it out very simply and very easily so we can grasp the basics, because Fiona's book is advanced, and a lot of other books are kind of advanced, you read Fritz, Fritz Springwriter's books, it's advanced, Siskel Wheeler's book, Behold a Pale Horse, is advanced, um, you're not going to really get too much out of that kind of stuff if you've got zero basis in it at all. So my idea is this is a gap that needs to be filled. Somebody needs to write something that really lays it out easily and simply. And that's a skill that I have from years of teaching. Um, I can distill complicated subjects into simple ideas. And, and so I thought, well, this is nobody else writing it. I might as well do it. And it's, and you did a great job in the way it's written. I mean, it makes it so easy to understand just what you're saying. It builds that foundation so that you can go. Now, do you have a second? I know you actually, one thing before we go on to that, uh, you have it coming out in audio. Is that right? Mm. Actually, what's great is that um, 
since I released the book for free and the PDF form is free and the, the, the print form is essentially free, I have to pay for printing and, you know, mailing costs and things like that. But, and, and printing and mailing is not cheap anymore. So it makes mm-hmm. the cost of a book expensive, unfortunately. But since it's free, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, hey, you know, I'd like to translate it into German. So someone translated into German and then handed me back the translation for free. Wow. And someone else has offered to translate it into Finnish and they're handing me back the translation for free. And someone else um, offered to do an audiobook for free. So this gentleman, um, Rodney, said, I want to do an audiobook. Is it okay with you? I said, absolutely. So he he is reading the book into audio and I love his voice and I love what he's done with the, um, he calls them live quotes. So he'll actually pull, a, if I quote someone in the book, he'll actually go to the video, pull the video quote and he'll insert it into the audio. So instead of him reading it, it's the person who I've quoted actually reading that se- segment. So that's incredibly cool. So it, you know, it's kind of, taken off a little bit in a number of different directions. And I'm thrilled about that. And tell, tell me, do you have another book in the works? Yes, I kind of do. Okay. <laughs> um, I started a project last August. I was going to write 60 blogs in 60 days and do it on Substack. And, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of ideas about things to do and some of them work out and some of them don't. And that one kind of spectacularly blew up at the end of August. I'd written about 30 posts and then I had to scrap the project and I'm kind of doing it in bits and pieces at this point. But um, one of the things I did for the first book is all of December of 2021, I wrote a post today for Vlogmas. I know on in the video sphere, they do Vlogmas, v, these and Victor, L-O-G-M-A-S. They do a, a video a day, all of... Um, December, I think up through like the 23rd or 24th of December, a video a day. So I just did a blog a day and I blogged pieces of the book as I was writing them um, one a day for all of December of 2022. And then that really helped me get a firm idea of some of the segments and sections and how I was going to organize it. This book blogging project, um, I started mostly because I'm kind of still not quite sure what the how I'm going to organize it or what the exact subject matter is going to be. So, but yeah, I am actively working on book number two at this point. That's awesome. And uh, tell me this, if you don't mind, I mean, as much as you'd like to tell, I, I know we talked about this a little before, but I know you're a believer in Jesus. I just wondered, you know, is there any, could you tell us your testimony at all and how you became saved or when, when that happened? Yeah, I was listening to somebody else. I don't know if it was earlier today or if it was, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember who was talking about it. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, I'm not quite sure when the actual time was. And I believe that I, you know, I'm really bad about quoting the Bible. I kind of do it in paraphrase rather than in actual terms. But there is a, there's, there's a, a, a place in the Bible where it says you're saved when you, when you believe in Jesus when your focus is on him. So I don't know when that happened. I'm not exactly sure, but I can tell you this. I lived in a very non, um, non-Christian accepting state for a long time. I know there are many of those. Um, but there Pretty are much all of them these days. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I never in my entire life living in that area felt comfortable speaking about my faith at all even in front of friends who are very comfortable speaking about their faith very comfortable speaking about judaism very comfortable speaking about islam whatever it is they were into new age whatever 
they were very, very comfortable speaking about it. And it was a very uncomfortable atmosphere anytime you would bring up anything even remotely Christian. So there's a, there's a bias and there's an anti-Christian bias, even just in, you know, regular life. You can't really bring it up without having a lot of quiet moments surrounding you if you do. So I just, I think as a kid, I tended to just not say much. And so my, my faith life was inside. It was in my mind. It was in my heart. It was in my head. It was in music. It was in hymns. It was in, um, not, not as much reading the Bible as I probably ought to. I have trouble. And, and that's the beauty. I will say that is the absolute beauty of now understanding the brotherhood system, understanding Luciferianism as a, not, not just a religion, but an organization and the history of it, because I never understood the Bible because I never understood evil. And if you grow up in a mainstream Protestant religion, like I did, they don't talk about Satan. They don't talk about the devil. They don't talk about evil. They don't talk about giants. They don't talk about Nephilim. They don't talk about why the flood, you know, they'll talk about Noah and the ark, but they won't ever tell you why. They don't tell you why it happened or that anybody died or why they died or why they needed to die. You have to have that foundation, I think. And most, you know, as we know now, the Luciferian Brotherhood has infiltrated most Christian churches. They've taken them down from the top down. They've, they've created pastors and, and um, um, uh, schools that, that teach pastors and Christian leaders that this stuff doesn't exist. And then so, so from the top down in the leadership in the churches, they can't speak to it. They can't address it. They can't do anything but quote unquote pray for you, which I don't even think is necessarily effective in the <laughs> means that they do it these days, you know, because if you don't acknowledge that evil exists and you don't know that Lucifer exists and you don't uh, recognize that, that there are two possibilities on earth right now. One is the kingdom of Satan and the other one is the kingdom of God, period. That's in my opinion, that's all you've got. And you're either in one camp or another and you have to choose. And for a long time, especially when I began writing the blog, I really wanted to be, I really felt like I needed to be outside of the whole argument. I just needed some space, mental space to kind of process what I was trying to figure out and, and attempting to learn with it all. And then it dawned on me not too long ago, especially with the, the groups that really don't like uh, certain individuals who are releasing information into the grants, you know, into the sphere of knowledge of, of people. Um, there's a lot of pushback from a lot of individuals. And that's, I think, when I finally came to the realization that there's only two places to be. And one is firmly in God's camp or the other one, whether you are acknowledging that you're firmly in Lucifer's camp, that's one way to be there. But the other way to be there is just to be indifferent or waffling or not firmly in God's camp. So you're either firmly in God's camp, in my opinion, or you're by default in Lucifer's camp. And, and it is interesting that again, 2020 kind of brought that to where, you know, there is no, you know, you're kind of on this side in this way and you're kind of on now it's like so black and white, everything's so good. It's good versus evil. And I mean, it's just, how could you be on the evil side? And, yeah. and, and a lot of what you're saying too, it, it is true. And Alex and I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago that I mm -hmm. did. Uh, she was talking about how they get it. They infiltrate, you know, we've had this movement going on now for a couple of years called the truther movement. But I've come to the right. reality, I hate to say it this way now, but it's pretty much the liar movement. You know, everything yeah. that they tell us has all been one big lie. And yep. it's all been to distract us and keep our mind on some hope that 
it's not that it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist in the way that they make it seem that it does. That right. It exists. right. It's, an, it's another layer of deception, one that will make you believe that there's something good happening when they're just feeding you the same old crap in a different format. Right. And so they gatekeep and they infiltrate these movements. It may be, I mean, everything usually always starts out organically and it is good. I mean, even like our country, you know, when it first started with the pilgrims came in 1620, you see by 1776, you know, whenever Freemason, mm -hmm. I mean, the Illuminati was started and right. then we had the Freemasons infiltrate it. And then it was just like, all it went from the pilgrims believing in God and to God fearing people that left, you know, actually the Netherlands is where they actually left from to go right. to England, then to come here. But, but the point is that it was so infiltrated so fast and corrupted. And this is exactly what Satan does. He gets yeah. in anything good and he has to, he has to ruin it and he has to corrupt it. And it's just, it's, it's a hard thing. And that's why, you know, being a Christian or being a, you know, a disciple of Jesus uh, is really what we are. And it's, it's, it's a battle and it, it is yeah. something that you have to fight. And if you don't, I mean, going back to, to Jesus in the wilderness, when he was up and he was uh, in the wilderness for 40 days and Satan showed up to tempt him when he's hung, starving, you know, and offered him bread and offered him all the kingdoms of the world. And, and if he didn't know the word, the scripture, he didn't have anything to combat him with because your flesh, you can't combat these people with your flesh because Satan will whoop you every time. The only thing you can yeah. combat him with is what's the 100% truth 100% of the time. And that's the word of God. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, and it's just such a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow to believe that the people that you trust the most are the ones that are lying to you the most. Yeah, it really is, but they are, and they have been for a very long time. It's, it, I mean, seriously, it's why, why I hung up so much and why it took me years to, to eat. I have a lot of compassion for people who don't want to hear this information. I have a tremendous amount of compassion because I've been there and I know how hard it is. You have to really, it's almost like a rewiring of your brain. You've mm -hmm. got to really unplug some things that you've been plugged into and plug into a different, uh, a different board. You know, it's like the old telephone, telephone boards where they, they plug somebody in, you know, you got to unplug those wires and plug them into a different place. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, and, and luckily now we've got like China Asabard's um, videos. We've got lots of people doing lots of things um, that are helpful at many different levels and many right. different layers. So there are places where you can go or you can send someone for little bits of this and little bits of that um, so that they can start to, to wade through the, the mess and come out the other side. Um, and, and, yeah. and you're exactly right about, about different people because, you know, everybody has a piece to the puzzle. Nobody has everything and everybody yeah. has something. And I think we so often get caught up in one, on one person knowing all these things that they only know their part. They don't know everything. You know, everybody, exactly. like I said, everybody has a puzzle, puzzle piece. And it takes more than listening to just one person, you know, to be able to piece these things together. And, and one of the things that I say all the time that, that really did help me was hearing different people say very similar things about the same individuals and then other people that I even know personally, you know, that, that have nothing to do with any of this, that have just shared an experience with something. And it's like, wow. excuse me, yeah. you know, you, you can't deny it at that point. It's like, how many right. people have to tell you before you stupid, you've start realizing that it's true. Even exactly. within, excuse me, within my own uh, city where I grew up in Florida and a uh, lady there that just happened to, you know, I don't know how she ended up seeing my podcast, but it's a whole long story. I mean, I, I believe it was just the Lord, you know, confirming something, but talking about how, you know, she didn't even need to hear. And I mentioned this, I think on infiltrated by truth the other, the other week, 
but that she didn't even need to hear um, this testimony from Jesse because she knows firsthand some of those things are real. These people get together right. in black robes and they, yep. the leaders of the town, it's the judges, it's the police officers. I mean, it's, or, 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 you know, like the sheriff, I mean, the high, high, whoever, the school board, all these people that you think are just average Joe Schmoes, they're not. Right. Some, some might be, yes, but, at, but the highest level, you know, they're really not. And this stuff goes on within our communities and it's a hard thing to understand, but that's why, you know, I appreciate people like Veronica that have gone and taken these uh, testimonies from different survivors, not just one, but different survivors and, uh, you know, put it together in, in one book. And, and, and I highly recommend, you know, uh, I know her blog, correct me if I'm wrong, Veronica is Veronica Swift uh, dot blog. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And she's got such great information on there and it's not just, I mean, it's just so you could spend days on there reading this yeah. stuff and uh, take you down uh, rabbit hole after rabbit hole, but, but you come out understanding why they're doing what they're doing. This whole thing's about counterfeit. It's the counterfeit of the way God wanted this world to be. Yeah, when exactly. the fall of man happened, I mean, Adam sin. And from then on, it's been, this world is full as sin natured place. And the only way for that to change is when Jesus comes back and, you know, God destroys everything and, and, and re reestablishes it again. And so it's just, you know, this is, this is where we are right now. Well, Veronica, tell me this, you know, and I know of all the research you've done and all the things you've read and seen and watching all the podcasts and everything like that. And just in your own personal experience, where do you believe, you know, what do you believe is coming in 2024? Just, this is an opinion. If you want to give it, if you don't, mm -hmm. I understand, but what, what do you see this country going to in 2024 oh as a political ooh, you know i don't know i had the feeling at the beginning of 2024 and a lot i think a lot of people did in early january that 2024 is going to be a really wild ride it's going to be a really interesting year i'm not i'm no i'm no prophet that's for sure i don't i can't really look forward and pick anything up but i i do have this exciting feeling like some good things are going to happen and i hope that's true but in order for good things to happen, sometimes stuff has to fall apart. So yeah, that's the hard part. I know a lot of people are worried that stuff is going to get really difficult. It's going to be hard to find food or it's going to be hard to find water. Or it's going to be, you know, a lot of thievery. I think we see a lot of that ratcheting up. They want that chaos. The brotherhood wants that um, disruption in society. They want people to be afraid to go out. They want them to be... Um, destitute they want the, sh the shops to close down because if we have no place to get materials and, and things from for the basics for life then it gets difficult so i could see i could see that some of that happening but i also believe really really strongly in the resiliency and the ability of humans human beings we are amazing spirits you know we are we are built in the image of god we are amazing creatures when we decide to um take evil down, I have no doubt that it will not stand. You know, I think people haven't, because they haven't seen the depth of the evil, they don't have the anger, they don't have the drive yet to really want to rip it all to shreds, tear it down and start again. Because I think in a sense, we're going to have to do that. I think especially with the government, government's beyond repair. It's beyond the ability to reform so is our education system having come out of a variety of different levels of it it's beyond reform they have corkscrewed it and compressed it into a an institution that isn't about learning it's about indoctrination and into their values not ours so all these institutions that they have built or they have infiltrated and they have crushed 
they're going to have to come down. And I think that's 2024 is going to have to be the start of that, not the finish for sure. So that's my guess. If I had to, if I had to guess, that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel very similar to, I mean, this is can't, I mean, I'm, we're seeing things every single day. President Trump ordered to pay 83 million to a woman who's obviously lying. Then she's yeah. on the news bragging about going out to shop for shopping sprees and, it's just like the the court systems turned down today. The appeals court turns down President Trump's, uh, you know, yeah, executive privilege, which is unprecedented. It's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, these are Biden appointed judges. This this stuff that is going on. I mean, just the Jan Six stuff alone. I see it all the time. Yeah. You know, I yeah. told somebody the other day. You know, there was a, just a judge within one of the court cases uh, where the juror gets and sits on the stand, and the judge is telling him. Surely you've built some sort of firm belief based on what happened that day because those men and women that were there that day are not patriots. So, I mean, this yeah. is the judge telling yeah. the juror how to think. I mean, this this is unbelievable. This is can't, you know, this can't be, you know. This it's is blatant, blatant insanity. We see that in a lot of different aspects of life, just blatant insanity come to the surface. I guess, though, in order for a lot of people to see how crazy it is and how demonic it is, they're going to have to see that blatant insanity right in front of their faces. So in a way, it's good because it'll be a proof to many. And in a way, it's bad because we have to live through it. That's true. That is that, that is true. And, you know, but, you know, in the Bible, whenever in the book of Esther, it, you know, it talks about she was born for such a time as that. And so I believe yeah. we're born for such a time as this. And I mean, it's exciting times because God chose us to be at this very moment, this very time. And he knew we could handle it and he knew that we could yeah. combat. Well, I feel that way. I feel like everything coalesced. Mm hmm. And when you ask, sometimes when you ask for something, when you ask God for something, boy, sometimes your life can take a lot of interesting turns getting you there. If you don't know what it is, if you, if you've laid it in his lap and just said, I, I want to do something important and I really want to understand this. And if those two things are where he takes you, because that's where he needs you. And that's where I feel like I have been at my whole life. I want to do something important and I want to do something that's worthwhile. And I feel like that's, that's this in a way. So, yeah. And I commend you. I mean, I know you've thought 50,000 times about doing podcasts, writing this stuff. I appreciate that you've done it. Um, I, I appreciate that you're doing it. I mean, you're, it's, you're brave to be doing this. You're a great, great American, great patriot. And, and, and I know there's many of us, not just me, that feel the same way and are grateful that you stepped out and did what it is that you felt called to do. And I encourage a lot of people. I mean, for me, people laugh at me when I tell them it was hard for me to even start a podcast because how much I can talk, but I'm like, it wasn't the easiest thing. I mean, you got to, I thought about what people would say. I never thought about actually what I'm actually going through with the with the slandering and with the false accusations, insane false mm -hmm. accusations, the threats, you know, you name it, but, yeah. uh, but it's okay. You know, I, I trust the Lord and I believe that he's my protector. He's my guider. And, you know, I have angels are around me and around my family. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I don't fear anybody, but the Lord. I mean, even the Bible says fear, don't fear man for what he has the power to kill you, but fear God who has the power to cast you into the pit of hell. Like you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. There's one side or the other, and it's you're either going one place or the other. There is no yeah. in between, people. So, That's uh, true. so Veronica, why don't you uh, tell us where again where we can find your book, where we can find your blog, and where we can find you? I know you've been on a couple other podcasts with. I want to plug that too as well, Chantel on um, Aquarius Rising. That's on YouTube. Is that correct? 
That's right. We've done two shows. We're going to be doing a show every other week until Chantel gets sick of me or, or I run out of things to talk about. <laughs> you guys so, yeah. have great chemistry, so I don't think she's going to get sick oh. of me. I love her. She's great. Um, I've also done two, um, one of which has been posted and the other, which is still in the editing process with uh, Adina Hodges of Testimony Mountain. Um, those are really, really great conversations as well. Uh, and now with you and yes. I've, I've got some things in the works myself for some conversations with a guest blogger that I've got um, right now on the, on the blog. So um, there are over 300 posts that I've posted in the past three years on my blog, which is at veronicaswift.blog, B as in boy, L-O-G. And you can access them um, through a subscription. Uh, it's a membership only because of what Casey said about the amount of um, hassling that we both get. Uh, the enemy really does not like what I'm doing. And so um, in order to keep peace in the household, I've got them behind a paywall, which is the equivalent of $2 a month. It's $24 for one year subscription. And that'll get you into the um, into the blogs that are behind the paywall. There are free blogs as well. You can find those uh, in, under one of the drop down menus. You can you can search around and read the free blogs if you'd like to do that first before you decide if you wanted to subscribe to subscribe or not. My book is also there. It's under one of the drop down tabs. Um, it's called an Illuminati Primer, um, and you can find that in German PDF, English PDF. Um, for free for both of those to download there. There's also a place to order a hard copy if you are a person who likes a print book more than that. And um, gosh, oh, I also have a locals community. It's veronicaswift.locals.com. We get together there and discuss lots of things uh, that I can't put on the blog, but are interesting and um, lots of great people there. So if you want to join that, that also is $2 a month or $24 for one year one year subscription. So that's, and you can find me on Twitter sometimes if they let me stay on Twitter and maybe not if they don't, <laughs> that's at Veronica Swift 7-1. Um, those are the main places that I am. All right, Veronica. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you so much. You know, I agree with what you're saying about 2024. It might get rough, but I believe, you know, in the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So you know, I really believe that something good's coming this year. If you don't mind, would you close us out in a prayer? Oh, sure. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time to talk about important things in the world and important things in your kingdom. And I thank you for the grace that you've given all of us through everything that we've been through that we're still moving forward and we'll keep moving forward for your glory and in your name. Um, we love one another. We're finding community here on podcasts, on the internet. We're finding the strength to talk about our own stories. We're finding the strength to bring up other people's stories. It's in our testimonies that we show just how much we're committed to you and just how much we do not want to be sucked into the kingdom of Satan. And so for that, and for all of your blessings that you give us each and every day, we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, Veronica. That was excellent. You're wonderful. And remember everybody, don't be afraid of these people. You know, the God that's with us is greater than the, the small amount that's with them. And remember, always remember the best is yet to come. God bless you guys. And you have a great day.